Welcome, everyone, to another episode of The Take Podcast. I am your host, Jackson Burleson, and today we're going to start out this podcast with my take of the day. Every podcast from here on out, I'm going to be giving a take of the day, and my take for this podcast is that Philadelphia Eagles are going to win the NFC East. Why the Philadelphia Eagles are going to win the NFC East is because they traded for A.J. Brown who is the best receiver in this division now, even over Terry McLaurin. And A.J. Brown is big, fast, and is just a dominant receiver. I mean, we saw in the Titans the last three years how good he could truly be. And in his first two seasons with the Titans, had back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons. The only reason A.J. Brown did not have a 1,000-yard season last year is because he was dealing with a lot of shoulder and hamstring issues that kind of kept him out of some games last year. But A.J. Brown is one of the best receivers in the league, and quite frankly, he's super underrated. And I really can't wait to see him get the ball thrown to him by Jalen Hurts, who really needed A.J. Brown because he wasn't getting enough help last year. I mean, Devontae Smith was the best receiver on the roster last year. No disrespect to Devontae Smith, but you really can't have a rookie as your best receiver on the roster if you guys really want to be competitive in the playoffs. I mean, the Eagles made the playoffs last year, but they got blown out by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and stood no chance at all. And now this year, I think the Eagles have done some upgrades. They've gotten a lot better. They got A.J. Brown. Jalen Hurts is going to continue to get better. I mean, he just had to do so much last year. So much. And... Now going into his third season, we're going to see how he's improved as a passer because he threw for 3,144 yards and 16 touchdowns and only nine interceptions, but he was running the ball a whole lot. And running the ball in the NFL as a quarterback can oftentimes be very dangerous. I mean, you tend to get hit more, so you have a more of a chance of not, not staying as healthy and getting hurt more. But I really have confidence that Jalen Hurts is going to step up this season and really elevate the Eagles and help them really contend in the playoffs this year and contend in the NFC. And another pickup they got this offseason that I think is a sleeper picker up is Zach Paschal. Zach Paschal played amazing last year on the Colts. He really showed a lot of promise as a receiver. He has size. He's 6'2", 215 pounds. He has speed, and he has really great route running skills. Now, even though he only had like 38 receptions and 384 yards on the Colts last year, he did show a lot of improvement, and he showed that he could be a good receiver on a contending team. And I really think Zach Paschal is going to have a great season. His numbers are going to jump up tremendously in an Eagles uniform. And, you know, this team is young. The Eagles have a lot going for them. They're a young team. And they still have a very good tight end as well in Dallas Goddard, who had a great season last year, catching for 830 yards and four touchdowns, who was one of the best tight ends in the league. He's a very good safety valve for Jalen Hurts to throw the ball to. 
And then Miles Sanders is also a good running back that has disappointed in the past, but he has very elite speed and quickness, so I think he'll have a good season. And then the Eagles have a great offensive line. They really do. I mean, they have probably the best offensive lineman or best center in football in Jason Kelsey, who is the brother of Travis Kelsey. But Jason Kelsey is a leader in that locker room. And for the Eagles to have a center like that leading the offensive line, it's really going to help them out. And they still have a very good defense with Darius Slay, Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham. They still have a lot of guys on that defense that are going to help them out come playoff time and in the middle of the season. But the Eagles are going to be contending for sure, and I think they're going to win the NFC East. And another reason why I think they're going to win the NFC East is because the Dallas Cowboys, my Dallas Cowboys, have not done anything this offseason to prove that they're going to be competitive in this division. Yes, I think they may finish second, but every single team in this division has gotten better besides the Cowboys. Like, even the Washington Commanders, they got better at quarterback. Carson Wentz is definitely an upgrade from Taylor Heineke. That is for sure. And then the Giants, I mean, they're getting better slowly. They're probably still going to be the worst team in this division, but, I mean, they're getting Zaquan back ready, 100% healthy, and they still have decent young receivers that they really need to develop. They drafted some young guys, so they have some pieces they need to develop. But the Giants aren't getting any worse. I mean, they're already one of the worst teams in football. But the Commanders got better, and the Cowboys didn't. I mean, that says a whole lot. Like, the Cowboys, literally at receiver, are very, very scarce. Our best receiver is CeeDee Lamb, who's not a bad option, by the way. I'm not saying CeeDee Lamb is a bad receiver, because he had the best season of his career by far last year. I mean, he had a 1,000 yards receiving. But we won't have Michael Gallup, who was a very important receiver last year, for a while. I mean, he's still recovering from his ACL injury. We don't know when he's coming back. He's still rehabbing. He's not in training camp right now. And then our, we just had a guy today in James Washington who has only been in the league for about four years, but he was supposed to make an impact this year. Supposed to. He was on the Steelers last year. He was supposed to make an impact this year, and now he was carted off the practice field with a right leg injury, which is bad. So we have another guy out. And then Jalen Tolbert is our third. He's our second string receiver right now. because And he's a rookie. He hasn't even played a single NFL game. And you telling me that Dak Prescott is really going to do better without Amari Cooper? Please. Amari Cooper meant so much to this team. It's not even funny. Like, the only reason Amari Cooper didn't want to stay in Dallas is because Dak Prescott didn't target him enough. He didn't throw the football to him when he was wide freaking open. Literally. It was super annoying watching last year this Cowboys offense. It was super annoying because Dak Prescott would have Amari Cooper wide open, but he would decide to throw it double team to CeeDee Lamb. Now, CeeDee Lamb may or may not catch it, but Amari Cooper's wide open. Amari Cooper is such a good receiver. 
He is a top 10 receiver in the league. He is super hard to cover. He is fast and he is big and we really needed him. And then the fact that we trade him, not just for anything, it's, we didn't even get anything good for him back. Like if you're going to trade him, at least get something good for him. Like we got a fifth rounder, a fifth rounder. Come on. Come on. We could have done better than that. Seriously. Like Mari Cooper, everyone knows this, that he is worth at least a second or third round pick. At least. At least. And then on top of that, we let Randy Gregory go, one of the best defensive ends in the NFL. We don't even try to offer him a contract. We just let the Broncos take him. We don't even try to match the deal. Now, I get our salary cap issues, but he was very important to keep. And... First of all, we traded Amari Cooper to clear cap space, but haven't done anything with that cap space. We still have $20 million in cap space. That's it. We were under the cap when we traded, when we had Amari Cooper, and then we got rid of him. We somehow had cap space. We traded him to create cap space to get somebody else to help us win a Super Bowl. We did not do that at all. I mean, I just don't know what's happening to this team. I really don't. And I'm really worried about this offensive line, too, because we don't, first of all, I get it. We are not a bad, we, we've never had bad offensive lines. I get it. But our offensive line's getting old. Tyron Smith, he's getting up there in age. I mean, he's 31. 31 for an offensive lineman is pretty old. Zach Martin, he's 31. He's getting up there in age. Those two guys are the best offensive linemen we have, and they're not young at all. We have two rookies, two rookies on the offensive line this year. Two, or actually three. We have three rookies on the offensive line this year. And you really expect me to think that we're going to get any better? Please, we're not going to win the division. I saw these numbers on ESPN the other day of the the percent chances of us winning the division and every other team. The Cowboys, we are predicted to have a 47% chance of winning the NFC East. 47%. That's so... Mm. And then the Eagles have a 23% chance of winning the NFC East. Those Whoever made those numbers is so bad. And like... You need to look at the rosters and look at them closely. The Cowboys do not have a better roster than the Philadelphia Eagles. The only position we are better than the Eagles at is quarterback. I can confidently say that Dak Prescott is better than Jalen Hurts and running back. Ezekiel Elliott is better than Miles Sanders. But And first of all, one thing I made me shake my head and made me feel really disappointed about this team already and preseason having started yet, is I watched the training camp highlights for the Cowboys. I watched them. And Dak Prescott, my friend, you are so inaccurate with the football. You got a guy running a slant coming in from the left, starting in from the left side of the field, running a slant going right, and he throws it to the right shoulder, meaning the receiver has to reach back to grab the football. 
he can't just keep running. First of all, Dak, do you know what that does? When you throw it behind the receiver, it slows them down. It makes the receiver have to run slower because he has to adjust because the ball is behind him. You've got to put the ball in front of him. If you can't do that, we are going to be such a bad team, it's not even going to be funny. And our offensive line is not going to be able to protect you. I have a sneaky suspicion that this year, Dak Prescott is going to be the most sacked quarterback in the entire NFL. I just have a sneaky suspicion that that's going to happen. It's so disappointing. Like, Jerry Jones says, you know, it's we're going to win a Super Bowl. No, we're not. And Dak Prescott gets interviewed. He's like, so this is our year. No, it is not our year. This is not our year. We're going to be lucky if we win nine games. Nine. Seriously, we're going to be so lucky if we win nine games this year. It's honestly devastating. It's devastating. And the season hasn't even started yet, and I'm already angry because the Cowboys didn't do anything that I wanted them to do. The only thing they did was keep Coach McCarthy, which I think was probably the best move we've made all offseason, and keeping Dan Quinn. But Kellen Moore needs to be off the table. But what is Kellen Moore going to do with this offense? We have no receivers. Dalton Schultz, pretty decent tight end, but, I mean, he's not a dominant tight end. He's not an insanely, he's not a top five tight end in the league. He's not a Jason Witten. We don't have any of those guys. And CeeDee Lamb is going into his third year. I think he's a great player, but him at number one, I just don't see it playing out. I really don't see it playing out. I just think Dak is going to really struggle Zeke Elliott is on the last year of his contract. I don't think we're going to resign him after this year. Zeke is going to have a bad year because we have a bad offensive line. Without a good offensive line, Zeke Elliott is not even anywhere near one of the best running backs in the league. Not even close. Which is why Tony Pollard is really going to have to step up this year because Tony Pollard can catch the football. He can be involved in the passing game. And... He's fast. He's explosive. He gives you, boom, 10 quick yards, just like that. It's very easy for Tony Pollard to get the offense going. And the Cowboys need that spark plug in the offense. We don't have any. I mean, seriously, just looking at this depth chart just makes me honestly want to cry. It makes me want to cry looking at the offensive depth chart. It's, it makes me want to cry. Seriously, this is so bad. I There's nothing that can convince me that this team I'm looking at, this offense, is a Super Bowl-worthy offense. There's nothing you can tell me that this is a Super Bowl offense. If anybody in this planet called Earth thinks the Dallas Cowboys can win a Super Bowl with this team is out of their mind. Jerry Jones is out of his mind. Jerry Jones saying, we're going to win a Super Bowl. I want to win a Super Bowl really badly. You don't want to win a Super Bowl that badly, or you wouldn't have traded Amari Cooper. And I know your job description, or whatever you are, doesn't say you're general manager. But we all know that Jerry Jones is the general manager of the Cowboys. Not Stephen. Not Stephen Jones. Stephen Jones doesn't have a say in anything they do. It's all Jerry Jones. And Jerry Jones wants to do it his way. Jerry Jones is upset that he hasn't won a Super Bowl in 30 years. 
We haven't been to a Super Bowl since 1998. Do you know how long ago that was? That was almost three decades ago. Three. And that was when Troy Aikman was our starting quarterback. And now Troy Aikman, he's commentating on TV for the NFL. He's commentating on TV. Emmitt Smith is in the Hall of Fame. Michael Irvin's on NFL Network. Debating back and forth with Stephen A. Smith. That was the last time we made the Super Bowl. Was with those three guys. Jerry, you need to fix something. And fix something fast. Because this blueprint you got put out in front of you isn't working. You've been trying for the last couple years. We tried it with Romo. We tried it with Dak. It doesn't work. We just need to completely rebuild and start over. Dak Prescott is not the answer at quarterback. I've been saying this for so long. He is not the answer. He honestly is the problem. He is honestly the problem. Why our offense wasn't so good last year in the playoffs was because Dak Prescott choked under the brightest lights in football. He did not play well at all. He threw two interceptions in that game against San Francisco and was throwing the ball behind receivers constantly. And while watching those training camp highlights, he's doing the same exact thing. He's not getting any better. I said this literally one of the first podcasts I did on the take. And I'm going to say it again. Dak Prescott is not going to be any better than he was last year. Now, everyone can go to Dak Prescott's numbers and look at them. 4,449 yards passing, 37 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, a 54.6 QBR. Good numbers, right? But in the playoffs last year, he throws 23 for 43 with 254 yards with the 53% completion percentage. But his QBR is 27. 27. That is awful. Awful. And then we look at the regular season. Now I'm going to look at his QBRs because his QBRs are the most important thing. So first game, he got a 71 QBR, 31, 30, 85, 52, 56, 18, 18, 93, 9, 42, 44, 9, 74. I mean, do you not just do you not see how consistent, inconsistent Dak Prescott is? He's so inconsistent. He's so inconsistent. And the only time he plays well is against bad teams. Like, look at this. Like, we play the Giants. He has a 52 QBR rating. We play the Chargers. He has a 31 QBR rating. We play the Commanders. He has a 9.9. But the Commanders were so bad. How does he have a 9.9 QBR? It's just atrocious. Like, look, you look at his numbers. He doesn't turn the ball over much. He throws a lot of touchdowns, but he doesn't. He's just not consistent. He's not efficient. He just, if Dak Prescott can be consistent this year, maybe. But he's 29 years old. He's been in the league for six years. This is going to be his seventh season. If he doesn't do anything this year, 
it's going to be a very long season for the Cowboys and for me because I'm not going to want to watch this garbage team play. I'm really not going to watch this garbage team play. I'll turn off the TV. I'll go watch the Raiders. I'll go watch the Raiders who have Derek Carr, who's a better quarterback than Dak Prescott. I'll go watch them. I'll go watch Derek Carr throw touchdown passes to Devontae Adams. I don't need to watch the Cowboys. The Cowboys make me so frustrated to watch them. Literally, every single game I watch, I get angry. Like, mark my words. One of the and when the Cowboys play in the regular season against the Tampa Bay Bucks, I'm gonna record myself crying after the game. Because I know they're gonna lose. I don't have any faith. I mean the you saw the Tampa Bay Bucks. They just got Julio Jones after losing Gronk Gronkowski to retirement. Rob Gronkowski retires, and then they just get Julio Jones. Why couldn't why couldn't the Cowboys pick up Julio Jones? Why can't why couldn't we? Why? Why couldn't the Cowboys pick up Julio Jones? We need receivers badly. We need them so bad. So bad. And guess how much Julio Jones is getting paid this year for the Tampa Bay Bucks? Guess how much he's getting paid? $6 million. $6 million. $6 million. Do you know how much cap space we have? $20 million. <laughs> We could have signed Julio Jones for a one-year contract and could have had him on our team. Julio Jones, CeeDee Lamb, Dak Prescott. That sounds good to me. But nope, we can't get him because we don't even want to try. We don't even want to try to win a Super Bowl. It's honestly frustrating. Julio Jones is only getting paid $6 million to play for the Tampa Bay Bucks this year. We could have afforded him. We had the money. We had the money. We're, we literally traded Amari Cooper to use that cap space for nothing. To use it for nothing. And we didn't even sign Dalton Schultz to a long-term deal. And then, and then we give Demarcus Lawrence a massive contract. Massive contract. One of the biggest contracts I have ever seen in my life. I mean, Demarcus Lawrence literally got $30 million guaranteed for a three-year deal that's worth $40 million. So 30 out of his $40 million is guaranteed for a for a guy who is literally getting old. I mean, he is not he's not getting any younger. He's not getting any younger. He's in his 30s. Demarcus Lawrence is 32 years old. He is 32 years old. He should not be getting a contract worth that much. And Demarcus Lawrence was hurt a ton last year. He missed so many games. He wasn't even able to play until like week six or seven last year. Like, why are you offering him so much money? Give that money to Randy Gregory, a guy who literally needs to be on the roster, a younger defensive end. And then we lose Lyle Collins to the Bengals, who was one of our best offensive linemen and a young offensive lineman too. One of our best left tackles. And we just let him walk. We just let him we just let him go. I I'm just so frustrated with this offseason. And I I <laughs> I'll watch the first game of the season, but there's no promises afterwards because it's honestly, if we're being honest, I'm gonna watch every single game. But I'm going to have videos of me on TikTok 
crying after every single game. <laughs> I will literally put $100 on it. I will be crying on TikTok every single week because of something that happened. Either we beat a bad team by three points or we lost to a bad team by 30 points. I mean, it's really just going to depend. So you guys are just going to have to bear with me here. But the Eagles are going to win the NFC East. Plain and simple. Cowboys suck. And that's going to go ahead and do it for today's episode of the podcast. Um, Make sure to follow me on Spotify um, and hit that notification bell um, so you do not miss out on any more episodes. And also check out my last episode um, where I broke down my top 10 NBA busts of all time. Um, That's also on Spotify. And follow me on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and Facebook so you do not miss out on any more episodes as well. Um, But this is Jackson Burleson signing off, and I hope you guys have a good one.